So Granny McKay, McKay is selling these bumper stickers. And I was in the courthouse today. The Lethbridge Courthouse. And it's raining. But it was the first time I actually saw Chris Carbert, Jerry Moran, Tony Olenek, and Chris Lysak. And you'll notice that there's not many people sitting out in the courthouse because it's raining. And we're on day number whatever in the trial. How's everybody doing out there? It's Carrie from the Stop Cafe in Mare, Alberta, and I'm not at the Stop Cafe in Mare, Alberta. I am at the Lethbridge Courthouse right now. Oh, we got a hundred people watching. This is awesome. Um, what a what a day! So the I'm not distracted driving, am I? No, I'm okay. The uh, court actually didn't start until 1 o'clock today, and I got in there about 10 after 1, because I was driving back from Calgary, and uh, what a gong show. You know, you hear about the good and the bad that's happening in this world, and uh, let me tell you, the, the Crown was ill-prepared today for what they were trying to do, is to present some videos and um, they didn't have the, the, the system working. And as most of you know, I'm a bit of an audio video guy. And it probably would have been a pretty simple thing for me to go in, but it's the crown, like the crown. This is, this is where our tax dollars are going. So they couldn't get that working probably for a good half hour. And then when they finally did get it working, I questioned really what we were watching at first. And again, I'm, I can't get into that because of the publication band and all that, that, whatever. But man, oh man, like what kind of a case are they trying to build about what's, what's going on with the guys? So let me tell you. So I have been to that courthouse a couple of times, not for myself, but for like Pastor Art. Uh, we went there a couple of times and actually went into that particular courtroom. So I think it's the largest courtroom in... Uh, the Lethbridge Courthouse and what I was originally told was that the four boys were there and that they were in their own boxes and uh, so again I had this picture in my mind of them being in plexiglass boxes no it's not quite like that really they're just you walk in and it's a fairly large courtroom it does seat about 85 people and uh, the boys are all kind of next to each other in an L shape. Um, we've got uh, Chris and Tony, uh, kind of just uh, Chris Carbert just in front of me and uh, Tony. And then on the other side, Chris uh, Lysak and Jerry. And it's good to see how it's set up that way because Chris and Tony, who were right in front of me, they are surrounded by plexiglass. So... If, if you haven't been in the courtroom in, in a little while, um, of course, 
Chris Scott has been in court a few times, and I know, and I said that to him the last time we were in court, was that the plexiglass was all taken down. But prior to that, like only just a couple months ago, the plexiglass was up. So to walk in and then see the plexiglass again, it's like, well, why is there plexiglass up again? Is somebody got COVID or what the issue is? Not really sure. Anyways, they are basically in a box to kind of separate them from everybody else. So they've got the plexiglass in the back, uh, full height, if you want to call it that, and off to the right and the left. And then in front, it's more just a, uh, a, a strip of plexiglass just to kind of show that they are separate from everybody else. And then Chris Lysett, uh and Jerry. Um, so again, the first time I've ever seen them in person. And the first thing that people have often said to me is, uh, Chris is a mountain of a man. Well, he actually is a mountain of a man. And I think that could actually have one of the reasons why the RCMP may have arrested him just because he's so big and he looks intimidating, but he's not. Like, he's a big teddy bear, I can tell, because I have a couple of really big, tall friends. Of course, anybody compared to me is tall. But I, I, I can see that, and it's maybe, you know, maybe that's one of the reasons. And then next to Jerry, who is my height, guaranteed, and it's quite the... Uh, uh, dichotomy of the of the two of them. Anyways, the point being is that they are uh, I don't know. They're, they're separated but all together. And so anytime the uh, uh, the Crown, or I didn't see any of the defense saying anything today, but anytime the Crown is there or the judge says something, you can actually see the interaction between the four of them. Uh, the eye rolling, the going like this um, and that's kind of where we're at right now so again this is the pre-trial uh, this is slated to be for three weeks uh, and it basically goes until June 30th and it sounds like they're going to try and make up a couple more days at the end of uh, end of July so they've already put in something for that so again we'll, we'll keep track on uh, the Alberta Political Prisoners page, which is set up through Granny Margaret Mackay. And, uh, and I'll, I know we've posted the link before, and if you're not on Facebook, then obviously you're not gonna get the same information. But if you can, kind of watch for her daily reports. She usually does one in the first thing in the morning, and then she does one at the, at the end of the, uh, the, the day, the, the, the kind of after the trial has gone on. And um, so what else can I report today? Just, I can tell that the Crown is ill-prepared. They, they certainly don't look professional. Uh, I've gone into a few court cases that, you know, they come in with their binders and they're, they're all prepared and that just didn't seem to, to fit right today. Even walking in today, of course, you can see the shirt that I'm wearing. Uh, walking in, you have to go through kind of the airport uh, testing, uh, the, the security type of stuff. So you've got to take out your wallet, take off your belt and do all that stuff. And normally the, uh, the, the officers that bring you in are smiling. Well, as soon as they saw my, my shirt, I think, again, they knew why I was in that, uh, going into the courthouse. And I think they probably said, oh, okay, we don't have to be nice to this guy. So they were nice to me. And uh, even though I smile all the time, but... Uh, 
they weren't very happy with me. So one thing I did want to say again is um, uh, to, to watch for Granny's updates and uh, and go to GrannyMackay.com. It's just Granny Mackay, M-A-C-K-A-Y dot C-A, I believe. So GrannyMackay.ca and. Um, and maybe buy some bumper stickers or maybe throw a few bucks, whatever you can. Because after I was talking with the family and their legal bills are absolutely ridiculous already. They haven't even gone to trial. This is all the pre-trial stuff. And I'm, I'm pretty sure they've, they're already approaching the million dollar mark as, uh, as ridiculous as that is. And which, I, I really don't think the crown expected this to happen. I think they, I think they, the crown picked on four four guys that they thought would be an easy open shut case, and obviously that didn't happen. And we're still going, and we've got a lot of people backing. We've got uh, Granny. We've got uh, you know some. Um, some independent media following up on that. Uh, we know Rebel News is, has nothing to do with these guys, uh, which I do question, but I'm not going to be overly ridiculous about what I'm saying. Look at all the smoke. There's smoke. Um, but I, I do want to say that if we were in, if, if I was in that same position, I would hope that people would uh, step up and, uh, and try and help me out. I think if anybody in, in Coots was there and they probably know the story or maybe they don't, uh, please get the word out. So again, the reason I kind of at the top of the video was said, wow, we got 100 people viewing is because this Bill C-11 and Facebook censoring, this is all, this is all true. We, we notice that in any lives that we do on any... Uh, I, I'm an admin for the, the Whistlestop Facebook page, and I never see when Chris goes on. I never see when posts happen. Like, how ridiculous is that? And then, when, and then when I do, I see it like three or four days later. So, if you can share... You don't necessarily have to share this one, although you can share this one. Uh, but... Get the word out. Share Granny McKay's uh, updates. Get the word out. Get people to at least um, pitch in a couple of bucks and go forward. And and we're going to try and keep this story going. I would much rather just get rid of the story. Like, get the boys out. End of story. We're all good to go. But that doesn't look like it's going to happen, at least for a long time. Uh, at least for another month. And they're even talking about the other thing that Brandon Kai said yesterday on her live, and I questioned her about it today, was they are talking about a trial in 2024. That's next year, if you don't have a calendar in front of you and you're not very good at math, Chris. That is ridiculous to have them in. We're approaching 500 days of these guys being in, in jail or in remand. And and I, I shake my head on how this is even happening here in Canada. So that's kind of all I'm going to say about it right now. And uh, we'll get the report from uh, Granny McKay. I'm driving back now. It's 4 o'clock, 4 o'clock live in Alberta. We are doing a live tonight 
for the Alberta Prosperity Project uh, webinars that we do on Wednesdays. If you've noticed, I have been not around for any of those uh, those webinars, and uh, with good reason, because I decided to take it upon myself and the Independence Party to step up and run for the uh, uh, the MLA position in Chester and Strathmore. And, and I've already been raked over the coals for that, and saying, oh, you only got like 282 votes or something like that. You weren't even part of that. You know what? That was not part of the, the reason why I was doing that anyways. I know for a fact that I, you know, I wasn't going to be able to do it. And the whole splitting the vote thing, we've already, we've, we've dragged that, uh, that horse across the mud many, many times. But even if the Chantel, uh, who ended up winning, even if that vote was split, they still had, it was 14,000 votes for her and about 6,000 for the NDP, Chantel's with the, uh, uh, the UCP. <clears throat> even if we took half of those votes, and it was an even 7,000, 7,000, 7,000, and then 6,000 or so, it still wouldn't have been a vote split. They still would have won. So the reason why I stepped up and did that was because I wanted a bit of a platform in order to get a lot of awareness out. And and I actually spoke in schools, I spoke in retirement homes, I spoke in halls, and I spoke to people that I normally wouldn't have been able to speak to. And whether or not they think I'm absolutely bonkers, it doesn't matter to me at this point because all I care about is that I had a platform that I could at least make people aware. And so one of the stories that I do like to tell is that I went into a school and had a conversation about what the what the independence parties were standing for, what you know, what we were uh, hoping for in terms of a referendum uh, on independence. And of course, right away, the kids are like, well, you must be an anti-vaxxer, because my parents have said this. And I had that conversation with them, and they, and I told them I was at the convoy. And how many people do you know that were at the convoy? And no one puts their hands up. And I said, it's the most beautiful thing that ever happened. And people were, um, uh, you know, the camaraderie that we, we now have from this is amazing. And the people that I've met, and again, getting back to the boys in coots, it, uh, it wouldn't have mattered if I had gone to the Ottawa convoy or if I went to the coots convoy. Just being involved in that, I now have a whole new family and a whole new group of friends that I would not have had before. And, and there was a, a lot more conversation that I had with the students, and I'll probably talk about that some other time. But you can connect with kids that way. And so when we were walking, when I was walking out of the classroom, especially one kid that was at the back, he put his hand up and we did the high five because he understood what I was trying to stand for. And you know what, if I can just reach one out of maybe a classroom of 30, then I think that was worth the time and the effort that I did. And the same thing in the retirement homes, uh, talking to people there that have gone through uh, I was joking with them that I'll be there within next, the next 10 years. I'll be sitting, eating Happy Taunt pea soup with them at the uh, the table in the uh, cafeteria because I'm almost as old as them and they were laughing. But it was amazing for them to realize that 
there was another side of the story that wasn't just being told by CBC Global and CTV. And, and I think that's what we really need to do is we just need to get out there. We need to keep telling our stories. We need to... Um, one of the things running is the MLA, and I wish I did more of, but again, not enough time and not enough volunteer base, was to actually get out and talk to people at their doorsteps. It's one thing to talk in a hall. People are afraid to ask questions in a hall because they're, they're afraid that maybe people don't understand where they're coming from. And, but you know what? Almost everybody that I did talk to on a one-to-one -one basis agreed with me and agreed with where I stood. But they, the only thing that they didn't agree with was was the kind of the propaganda that was given to them was that we have to vote for the UCP, otherwise the NDP is going to get in and blah, 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 and the world's going to go to shit. And guess what? Here we are. We knew UCP would get in. Of course, we didn't realize the NDP was going to get maybe as many seats in the, in the cities. But that just goes to show what we need to do in the next four years and how we can do that. So without getting to into too much more detail on that. I think that's where I'll leave that. And uh, again, so I'm driving back from uh, Lethbridge and I have to be in front of my computer probably by 6.30, which is gonna be very, very tight. I'm in the Northwest Calgary, so it's about a two and a half hour drive back from Lethbridge. But hopefully you guys can, can, uh, can uh, tune in and listen to what we're gonna be saying on the APP webinar tonight. Um, my phone was off while I was in the courthouse, so I'm not really even sure what Walter has posted as the APP poster saying what, we're, what the webinar is on. But again, we're answering the questions from the Alberta Prosperity Project uh, meet members meeting on Saturday that was not answered. And so I'm looking forward to that. We're going to have, I believe, well, Chris Scott, who is now the interim CEO of the Alberta Prosperity Project. You may know that guy, Chris Scott. Um, and we actually did a, a meeting last night at the Pinocchio chapter of APP, and Chris spoke there. And uh, I'm gonna try and edit up a little bit of that portion and maybe post that, because there's some good stuff. But nobody likes to hear Chris talk for an hour and a half, not even me. So I'm gonna try and uh, edit that down to maybe five or seven minutes. And, but tonight we're gonna have Chris, uh, have Dr. Dennis Modry. I believe we're going to have Jeff, Jeff Rath, uh, the, the constitutional lawyer, and maybe we'll even have Michael Wagner uh, on there as well. Uh, not really sure who else is on there, but I will. But I will. I will definitely be there, and we'll be answering questions. So again, see you at seven o'clock uh, on the Facebook channel. I believe it's also going to be on Rumble and BitChute and uh, wherever else we usually are on LinkedIn, etc., etc. So for now, thank you so much for letting me ramble for the last 20 minutes or whatever. And uh, you guys have an amazing afternoon while I race back. Eddie Pepper would actually said, now you, you make sure that you take care of yourself. You don't drive safe. And it's like, well, I'm, I'm driving the way I always drive, carelessly. All right, you guys, you guys have a great day, and I'll see you in just a few hours. Bye. Love you all.